hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors. It's not just a hobby, it's a lifestyle. Welcome to the Green Top Outdoors podcast with your host, Hunter Brooks. All right, bringing you a great episode today. Our guests are Andrew Napier and Billy Niker, and we are talking about recurve bows, one of the most primitive weapons of mankind. Great episode. We talk about the history. We talk about the common uses today, the difficulties in hunting with one. Get a great hunting story from Andrew on his first kill with a recurve bow. Great episode. Stay tuned. The Green Top Outdoors podcast is brought to you by the Mike Chenault Group, Hometown Realty. They are sportsmen and realtors. The only thing they love more than hunting and fishing is selling great pieces of land and homes. Dream homes on the river where you can fish right from your dock to land where you can adventure to your heart's content. Hometown Outdoors can help you find it. Let our friends at the Mike Chenault Group help you get the outdoor space you need. For homes or land in Central Virginia, visit hookupwithhometown.com. That's hookupwithhometown.com and click outdoors to learn more. All right, so hey, uh, welcome everybody. Uh, got a great episode today. I uh, got uh, Billy Niker here and uh, Andrew Napier. We're going to talk about uh, what we're going to talk about today, Billy. Traditional archery. Traditional, specifically. yeah, mm-hmm. specifically traditional archery, recurve bows, which uh, you two guys have great experience with. Uh, mm-hmm. Both of y'all sh- enjoy shooting them, mm-hmm. uh, hunt with them. Uh, I myself, I own one. It's uh, I, I've had it since I was a teenager. Uh, I definitely have not shot this thing in a very long time. Uh, I'd like to change that maybe after today's episode. We could hook you up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's. I kind of get into the kind of the history. Uh, of I like the, that you called us experts because I'm. Did I say expert? Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, I think you're mistaken two, on that. We're two yeah. of about four people that I know. I that can't own believe one. I used yeah. expert and you two in the same <laughs> I sentence. Know. No. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I have used one, which puts us way ahead of everybody else. Okay, so we yeah. got a we got a user for uh, correct for, and then we also have a. I own a few. And, yeah, and, 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 yeah, and I, own, I look at them occasionally. And, and mine's borrowed. I don't even own one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, damn. Well, you know, hey, well, we're, we're just, still way ahead of most people. Just hang out because I, uh, yeah, I think I'll, you got you I'll got a good you around. got a good you got a good story correct. involving a hunting uh, incident correct. with your recurve. So that's good. We'll, we'll we'll tell you about that later. But yeah, so. Uh, one of the oldest weapons known to man. Uh, Billy, you said a great quote earlier uh, mm-hmm. from Fred Bear himself, right? Mm-hmm. The history of archery is the history of mankind. I mean, it's quoted no better yeah. way to say that. I mean, Perfect. Um, Perfect. It was That was all you could use. And we were discussing a while ago about, you know, if you just think back to the Indian tribes, you know, that's this is primarily what they had to use to hunt or to defend themselves with. It than, took a long time to figure that out. Right. But I was talking. We're talking, you know, industry-wise. So when they had a tribe of people, did you have certain people making arrows, and then certain people making arrowheads? Uh, did you have like teams of people doing that? Because you had the guys that would actually. Who's going to tune your bow? Well, <laughs> right. There was no there was valid no, question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There weren't any bow shops back then. So, um, but you know, did I don't know. I mean, it's it's that's. A great question to ask. If anybody listening knows the answer to that, please let me know. I I'd mean, like I'd love to, to find out think, more about it. You know, with everything, if Billy's good at stringing them and Caleb's good at fletching them and somebody's good at tying peep sights, I would imagine you could kind of get everybody's got the best. Yeah. Well, and, you know, these tribes back then, these uh, they, they were very organized, correct. I'm sure. They, and they looked out for each other, They looked too. out for each other. Yeah. They, um, they had to have had some system down. I wish sure. I knew more about this, but... 
Um, that's not the true topic, but I'm just curious. We were just talking about it earlier, but um, let's talk about the recurve bow itself. Um, you know, the construction of it, uh, how it's different than your more modern compound bows, uh, the difficulties, um, and maybe maybe there's some plus sides to the the recurve, maybe not. Unlikely. Um, well, yeah. right. I mean, light, lighter in weight. That's <laughs> yeah. about it. Right. I mean, yep. easier well, to started, turn around. I think from they started as short bows because they made them short because a lot of the the hunting used by the was it the Mongolians from what I from what I hear. Hmm. Uh, they needed it on horseback because yep. it's, it's you could change hands with it mm-hmm. uh, depending on you know depending on your shot presentation depending on your shot and what you were doing but today's bows are of course longer correct correct yeah I mean I'd say your average bow nowadays traditional bow is 60 62 inches in overall length which okay. you know it is not super long but it could be a little bit cumbersome because it is longer than a compound bow is sure so. by double yeah, yeah, every bit of, and most of your and, and and your recurves, of course, you 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 don't leave them strong. No, no. no if you're not actively using it, do not leave it strong. Right, no, perfect no. way to warp the limbs or damage it. Yeah, and if you're a beginner and you run across one that's not strong and you want to string it, oh, you stick see, that thing right between see, your legs. No, and no, twist no, it as hard no. as you can. <laughs> yeah. No, see, see an expert or see an yeah. expert or see yes. somebody that knows what they're doing first. See an expert yeah. or see us. Yeah, because it's better easy to think when you string yeah. it, it you're going to go end up going the wrong way. Yes, and uh, disaster. Yes, yeah, flirting yeah. with disaster there. I personally have been injured. <laughs> yeah, you don't know where that. you don't know when or where it's going to snap. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and please do not stick that bow between your legs. Nope. If you watch some nope. old cowboy movies or some older style archery movies, you'll see somebody stick a bow between their legs and twist it and push up with the top limb and down with the bottom limb in their legs, and you can lock the string. And you certainly can do you, it. Oh, you can do it. But, but you're you, a torque in every, and twisting everything. Which, yeah. And it's such a primitive tool, but it's it all needs to be perfect, and you have to be perfect for it to work. Right. So mm-hmm. if you start moving stuff – Adding a twist, taking out a twist, torquing everything, leaving it stored, something that's not flat, the edges are hanging over, or stored strung and hanging on a rack like a traditional bow, it's just going to twist and twist and twist. Right. The string's going to twist it. You just can't avoid well, it. Well, do, do uh, are strings often um, replaced more often on a recurve than or – I would totally say less often. you got a long less life. Yeah. Yeah. Longer long, life on yeah. Yeah. And it, and of course that's all that all pertains to how much you shoot it too. Well, of that course, and how but, well you take care of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You still wax them. Okay. You still, they still probably have a shot life, but it's a long life. Right mm-hmm. now, do you guys? Uh, well, you especially, Billy. Do you see that these are still popular? I mean, there are people still they're they highly sought after, or people have interest in them. It ebbs and flows. Yeah. You know, you get peaks of interest, and then goes away for a while and then it'll peak again a lot of Some times Disney it's a movie comes out precisely yeah. long haired girl shooting a recurve bow yep. and it's cool now. I mean, yeah. it's, you took well, the words right out of my yeah, mouth well, on yeah. that. The, the, the hunger games when yeah. that, that was, another, that was a huge spike. Yep. huge spike yeah because yeah. you had a lot of teenagers that were mm-hmm. all of a sudden interested in shooting mm-hmm. recurves and it's inexpensive mm-hmm. it is the whole setup is very inexpensive and it's all yeah. but a one time cost until you lose your air you can get everything you need 200 bucks or so right yeah. i mean be out there shooting well, i always had fun shooting mine in the backyard when i was a teenager yeah. and I finally i got so good with it i said you know i'm gonna hunt with this thing um and uh, of course the one time i took it hunting i swear it one of the and I, of course people will probably say i'm probably full of it but one of the largest white tail bucks i'd probably seen on the foot walked probably uh between 40 and 50 yards from mm. me 
And it was, and even at, at 16 years old, something I knew, you might have like, done with a compound. Yeah, that's just a little too far. I don't. I, I wanted to take that shot because, yeah. believe me, it was a nice deer. But mm-hmm. I just said, no, I can't do it, man. I just, I Not didn't have the it. confidence there. Sure. Right. Um, so I held back, and you know, I'm kind of glad I did. Yeah. But uh, you know, it was just fun to shoot in the backyard. I just shoot them at hay bales, man. Just having yep. a great time mm-hmm. doing it. And I think that's what a lot of people take enjoyment of. As uh, is is. It's it's a lot more fun than what you know what people know. Absolutely. Oh yeah, it's a great option for recreation. I mean, we've seen another spike in interest in the traditional side of things in the past year due to COVID and what have you. I mean, we've talked to a ton of people. Unfortunately, we haven't had much in the way of inventory right. to be able to support it. But it's, you know, it's a, it's a nationwide demand right, right now. So. Right. Um, but you know, uh, getting into a one is is really not that expensive unless no. you unless you get into something high end, uh, sure. custom. Like I said, a lot of your a lot of your lesser expensive recurves are overseas imports. You know, you can pick them up for one hundred and thirty bucks. You know, by the time you add arrows, you know, forty five dollars a half dozen. You know, finger tab or uh, glove, you're in two hundred bucks. Yeah. Two hundred bucks. So, yeah, great yeah. way to get involved. Get get into archery if you haven't gotten into it. Uh, because you know, hey, if you're going to get into a compound setup, uh, you know you're potentially spending yeah, minimum of six, minimum six hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. uh, most of the time, that's going to exceed a thousand dollars. And this is a good way nice. to get into archery that you don't have to get into hunting. Right? Correct. Exactly. If you want Correct. to play in the yard, this is the way to go. Get better, mm-hmm. get better, get better. You say, man, I'm so good, I can kill me something. Either take that, mm-hmm. or now come back in the store with a different perspective on archery and or archery hunting they're, right. they're more simplistic you don't have to worry mm-hmm. about cables and cams getting out of time and this that and the other but i mean that being said it is the most simplistic form of archery yet the most difficult to master right so it's challenging um so uh you've got you've got several mm-hmm. some people collect them mm-hmm. they're uh highly collectible uh i think my old one i think it's a browning recurve uh, which I guess were fairly common back in the eighties, mm-hmm. yeah, early nineties. Um, uh, but nowadays, you know, we were talking earlier, Billy, that you can go as far as you can. You can make your own. Oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. you can make your own recurve. It's uh, it's a pretty pretty tough, long process to do mm-hmm. that. Uh, you got to be a patient man or woman to yes. do it. Um, Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> It can be done. It can yeah. be done. Hunter sure. and I were talking earlier. There's sure. a customer of ours who built his own a number of years back out of Osage, and he's harvested several deer with it. So, I mean, certainly can be done. Yeah. What? Um, so, what are you shooting typically? Um, uh, right now, I'm shooting a Hoyt Satori. Okay. Um, 62 inch overall length, 17 um, inch riser, long limbs, but it's a little stout. I mean, it's it's pulling 66 pounds at my draw length. Nice. And what, so, what sort of range you typically shoot that at? Uh, right now, I'm lethal at 30. Nice. I would not take a shot beyond 30. And is 30 about your, your max that yes. you would say is on, yeah. on most recurves? Right. Yeah. Yeah. 20, most of the guys I know that are dyed in the wool, you know, traditional archery hunters, they're going to top out somewhere between 25 and 30. Right. As their 30 max. if you got it going on. Right. Yeah. 25 yeah. Is, is more realistic. Right. Right. Um, Let's talk about the, I guess the ballistics here. Mm, yeah, <laughs> you know we got to hit on a lot that. of arch in that archery yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Keyword been arch. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So I mean, you're dealing with far less speeds. I mean, most times sub 200 feet per second. Right. You know, if you can get a if you can get a traditional bow shoot over 200 feet per second, you have you've done you, you have done You've done something. Yeah, that's a lot um, of a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, I I can't tell you. What my setup that I'm shooting right now is chronoed at because I've never done it. But um, I mean, I'm shooting a 706 grain arrow, 
you know, at 66 pounds. And I'm getting about my drop between 20 and 30 is probably close to about 12 inches. Wow. Okay. You know, in a 10 yard span. I mean, it's a lot of drop. Now, of course, you know, the lighter the poundage, the heavier the arrow, you know, you can, you can manipulate these things just like you can a compound bow. But no matter how you do it, you're still going to end up shooting far slower and have a lot more drop at distance. Sure. You know. So the challenging part of it is, is there. Uh, you know, if anybody wants a, you know, wants a tough challenge, hunting with a recurve oh, yes. is, is – Figuring out the recurve is hard. Hunting yeah. with one adds another element. Yeah, but just exactly. figuring it out. I mean, because you, you have a lot of disadvantages, obviously, with your speed, mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have to be – it has to be a very close shot. So don't don't believe all the Hollywood movies when you see these no. arrows flying no, through the air. Like, no. No. You and know, you 600, that, 700 You can't feet believe the arc that, in, a, in a recurve bow between – the difference between 10 and 20 yards, let alone 20, 25, 30, oh, God, yeah. especially with uh, Billy shooting a 700-grain arrow. I mean, it's lobbing it. Right. But yeah. it hits like a freight train because he's got all his energy in the front. Right. And he's timed everything just right with his draw and his weight and his arrow weight and his uh, – he's shooting a fixed-blade broadhead that's all just razor sharp. He's just going to punch you and sting you. Right. <laughs> so the bow I shot, all I have was sting. I didn't have any punch. Right. It was a forty-five pound bow. Billy's shooting a sixty-six pound bow. What what weight uh, <clears throat> arrows were you shooting? Not a clue. Whatever Billy said it up. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave him some it sharp did, sticks, and I said, did, "Here, go at it." It did the job, I, though. Yeah, I got it as a project, and about this time of the year, maybe it was June. I said, "I'm gonna shoot 30, 50 arrows a day," and if my group can go from a basketball to a dinner plate to a pie plate to a baseball at a reasonable speed it's like 10 15 yard groups yeah if i can cover that span pretty quick i will continue to shoot it and maybe hunt with it then i went from you know i went from 14 inches to four inches real quick just a couple little tips uh right i held the bow in a different way i learned how to to shoot without plucking the string um now you just had realistic distance you know i wouldn't Sure. Standing outside of the, I wasn't standing at the gun counter shooting at the archery range. I right, was 15 right. yards and in and yeah. just pounding arrows, shooting until you well, get you tired just, and walk you away. Just find that comfort zone. I, yep, and I found that, my that's, groove. That's yep. where you, that's where you want to keep it. You exactly. know, if you want, especially if you're going to hunt and you want to be successful. Ex- and exactly. So what is my group started getting better? I said, man, I could probably do this. Right. So I just kept shooting, kept shooting, kept shooting. But I had, I had a disadvantage in my eyes because I didn't have the speed, I didn't have the energy. I just had to put it in the right spot. Right. And uh, a customer actually told me, he said, shoot a heavier arrow, shoot a heavier tip. And I don't hold the bow in the crease of my mouth like most people do. I held it on the cheek, uh, upper right-hand cheek. And it would give me something a little more solid to anchor onto. And it changed your, uh, kind of changed your sight picture a little bit. Right. So you can shoot off the tip of the arrow. Or you can shoot instinctive. But I'm looking it's more like a shotgun barrel. Whatever's more, more comfortable for you. Yep. Right? And traditionally what people just do one or the other, right? Exactly. Correct. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to go. Well, I'll get to that, too, because Billy said, go in there and shoot my new bow. Uh, and he set up four inches taller than me, three inches longer than me. Right. He shoots out of the corner of his mouth or his jaw. Right. You know, he walks a string one way or the other. Right. And I grab his bow, and I have more confidence than anybody in the store shooting a recurve. And I picked it up and slung it right into the ground about 15 yards away. Yeah, I'm going to miss that arrow. <laughs> and the arrow's gone forever <laughs> because I, I grabbed it the way I grabbed my bow. Right. And I didn't grab it the way Billy grabs his bow. Right. And that's... 
That's why if they, it was a compound, I could shoot it if it was five inches long. That's where the I term, knew it would be in the right spot. Uh, that's where the term leaf kickers come yeah. from, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, because all the competitive guys are like, oh, we're waiting on all those leaf kickers. What are, what are they doing? Oh, they're over there looking for their bows. Looking they're for shooting, arrows. They're, or, yeah. <laughs> they're shooting recurves, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, you, I could pick up another gun, or I could pick up another bow, and I could really figure it out. But picking up another recurve, I got to be perfect right. with either my style or his style. It doesn't mm-hmm. cross over. Well, and you know, if you think about it, compared to a compound, shooting a recurve as much as possible, mm-hmm. it's for for sighting purposes. Yes, is what's for, for so memory. important. Right. Yes, sight, picture, memory. Because on a compound, yeah, somebody could go six months without shooting their bow, pick it up, and probably and be have, successful. Well, you with could it. have a cold barrel first shot sure killable killable shot. Right. it may not be perfect and you'll lose some mechanics but you could probably put it inside of an eight inch so. right well i mean yep. where you've got the advantage of a compound there you've got a definitive draw length i mean and and the weight's the same every shot the the draw length is the same every shot that's the so that's part. a built-in consistency right. that you don't have mm-hmm. with a traditional bow if you short draw it or draw it too far a quarter inch you've changed right the speed of the arrow the weight of yep. the uh, uh the draw and the trajectory of the arrow. I mean, the way the arrow reacts, the spine, the stiffness of it. I mean, everything changes if you are off as much as a quarter inch. And that's the hard part. The sights are a huge advantage, but hitting the same spot every yeah. time is your best advantage on a combat. Yeah, it's just consistency. Yep. Um, so let me ask you this. Do you, is it like a, you know, the whole baseball swing, golf swing thing? Is it, does one screw up the other? Like if you shoot your, I shoot a compound shoot, so little. I don't think it does for me. Doesn't it doesn't really doesn't affect you for Billy because you got you put your arm through the uh, loop on a compound. You knock your release. You have a whole different set of mechanics. Right. I'm sure it can some, but not crazy drastic. Maybe right. like baseball, mm-hmm. golf ball. One if you played it all the time would throw you off for the other. But sure. if you played a little bit of both, you could probably have good mm-hmm. mechanics on both. You agree on that, Billy? I would. Yeah. I would. Okay. Just because your pre-shot routine and your follow-through is different, your shot routine is different. Everything. Okay. So, um, going back to the disadvantages in hunting with a recurve, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, it's louder, of course. Mm-hmm. You have less range. Well, I mean, uh, the, no, the recurves are going to be quiet. It can be louder. Well, depends it depends on if you pluck well, it or well, how you silence it. Depends on how your okay. tuning is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. But so yeah, yeah, that could go either way. Correct. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. that might be the only advantage you have with the recurve is silence. Okay. Silence yeah. and stealth. Yeah. Right. Limited range. Yep. You know, limited speed and energy. What what's different on the arrows? Um, I mean, your your. You I know. shot a generic compound arrow. I shot something that Billy or Caleb or somebody deduced was the right weight and length. You didn't for make you didn't make your own out of wood, man. You I did not. Oh, okay. that's phase two. Okay, yeah. <laughs> getting into that this year. I'm working on tying my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess get ba- that. well back in the day, most all were made because they didn't have you know carbon fiber mm-hmm. in the you know 1600s or whatever. Uh, so. It was all made out of wood, and there was mm-hmm. sp- probably specific wood that they found um, worked better, um, whether it be uh, ash or willow or oak or, or whatever was or available whatever to them, was, wherever, wherever, wherever they yeah. were, whatever yeah. region they were in. So, because you need some flex, mm-hmm. and you can't have too much flex. Right, right. And then, of course, uh, feathers. That you know, they, yep. I guess somewhere along the line they figured out what you know how to put feathers on yeah. the end to, to help stabilize everything right yeah. so and line them up cut them even i'd love i'd love to have them. seen you know the whole prog- progression of how man, was it done how in a day or was it done over two yeah. months did you know these did two he guys just, just kind of say all right well let's just figure this out i mean who who knows i mean yeah. that's what's uh, that's what's kind of fascinating about the bow and the arrow mm-hmm. 
is how long it's been around. It's so primitive. Yeah, it's crazy. Yep. Uh, and, but being able to, to shoot a still, a primitive weapon in your backyard, have fun, teach it to your kids or your wife. And this or is a neighborhood sport. You yeah, can, yeah. you got a fenced-in yeah. quarter-acre lot. You can get a 40-yard Absolutely. shot. Absolutely. That's and, exactly and what I have. you on your yep. privacy. You know, you, you're not making any noise. You're just, yep. That's it. It's 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 pretty fascinating yep. stuff. Um, uh, and you can the, keep and the, the squirrel population down right. at the same time. Absolutely. If you that's got right. a garden and you you know you can't be discharging like air rifles or twenty twos. You're, you're out there in the morning, six o'clock, doing yoga, shooting your recurve bow. I bet your neighbors look out the window. So I ain't messing with that dude. That's right. That dude, that dude, <laughs> My wife told me one time knows some stuff. I don't. That's know. the kind of guy you don't mess with. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She told me one time. She said, "You're not going to shoot that squirrel." I said, "Yes, I am." That was the last time she told me I wasn't right. going to shoot that squirrel <laughs> right. in the backyard. Now she knows not to challenge you. Exactly. you got to protect that garden, man. Exactly. You know? Exactly. That's funny. Yoga and uh, recurves. Yoga and recurves, man. That'd be the title of this uh, episode. <laughs> well, I can be in that one. I do that, too. <laughs> That's right. Right. <laughs> it's, so, it's good to touch on the yoga part, this is – I don't shoot my bow anywhere near as much as I should have, but this is a great mind exercise. Oh, man. the bow. It's 100%, silent, man. It's yep. cost-effective – I can shoot it. I'm having a good day. I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. I'm having a bad day. I'm not going to shoot for that long. I'm yeah. going to shoot 20 mm-hmm. to 40 arrows. I'm going to wear out after about 40, 45. So I'm going to keep it in my window. It just gives me a break from whatever I'm doing for about 20 minutes. Yeah, just whether you it, wake up, up in the morning mm-hmm. or you get off work or before you go your to lunch bed, break, if you got whatever. stress in your life or something, you need to get your mind <clears throat> off something. Mm-hmm. Is nothing better than shooting a bow. Whether it's a recurve or a yes, compound, very soothing, and it is a it is a great exercise to do uh, mentally. Everything, man, and physically, physically, yeah. it's great. Yeah, it's I good mean, exercise. A lot of shoulder. Yeah, a lot it's of a lot people of don't see it that yeah. way, you know, because a lot of people say, "Well, I want to burn." I, when I like to burn out some stress, I go to the gun range or whatever. Mm-hmm. I shoot, my, and that's great. That's nothing, but you know, hey, you you don't have to wear hearing protection doing Correct. this, and so, you get your uh, ammo back. You get, you get your ammo your back. back. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's yep. a good. It's more physical than it is, uh, than, than than shooting a handgun mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, just it's just a lot of good things about it, uh, and it doesn't take up a whole lot of time. You don't normally have no. to go somewhere to do it. Mm-hmm. You can do it right here. No, I mean, I, I do it in the backyard. I throw some stuff on the grill. Yep. Step down in the yard, shoot a few Start arrows, go up. Yep. You know, flip the burgers or whatever it is I got in there. Get in, shoot a few more arrows. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, and you got your thirty arrows every day. Absolutely. On the side, that wasn't even your project. Today. Absolutely. Yep. Well, you know, there's and there's not a there's not a lot of guys that shoot recurves too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the more I mean, obviously, our compounds are the most uh, uh, the most popular. But sure, you know, being able to, to tell people, yeah, I shoot a primitive weapon just about. You see every their day, eyes light up. Like what? You tell them you killed yeah. something with one, they watch them freak out. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's uh, let's talk about hunting with it. But go back. Uh, so you you had some great luck. What a couple of years ago. I did Hunting two years. Yours, yeah. two years Not ago. this past fall, the one before. Yep. Uh, I know. I remember that you were man. You were stoked. God, it's so uh, that's the same year. Let me let me see where to start with this. I was just a young man. <laughs> you still are a young man, thank Andrew. You. I'll take that. Yeah, you don't look like I one, have, but you are. Thank one. you. Yeah, <laughs> I look like a confused young man. Yeah. Um, I have killed four deer in my life over 140 inches in Virginia. Which is a major accomplishment at oh, yeah. 27 in years Virginia, old. In Virginia, absolutely. Yeah. And that deer that I shot with my recurve bow probably wouldn't score in the 30s. And I am more <laughs> but proud. But it's your favorite I one. I am yep. more proud of that deer than I am of almost any accomplishment in my whole life. Uh, yeah, you should be, yeah, man. Absolutely should It be. is insane. And I'm kind of a big buck killer in my eyes. I let little bucks go to shoot big ones. Sure. 
I not with a recurve. No. No, man. All I saw was blood, man. I, was, <laughs> I mean, I had... I didn't have a chance to have a spiritual moment because I could just I could also was red. Yeah. I said, man, I think it's gonna happen. I think it's gonna happen. I think it's gonna happen. So I shot all summer, and got in my eyes very proficient. Twenty five and in, really twenty and in. And my point on, which was with me drawing, looking at the tip of the arrow, was eighteen yards. The way my bow was configured. Right. And I'm shooting about 175, 177 feet per second. So I I'm dying quick as soon as it comes out. Right. And I had a deer step out. Two and a half hours before dark, 17 yards, leg split, quartering away, looking the other way. I said, I, it's now or never, and it's perfect. Got to do it. And boop, there it goes. And I got a pass through, and I hit a uh, little bit of heart and both lungs, and he went maybe 100 yards, and he fell in the field in front of me. All happened in about four minutes. I had been hunting. I've been hunting for less than an hour. It does not get any better than no, that. No, it does right not there. get no. any luckier. And that was right. my second sit. I sat on uh, Friday night, killed a deer on Saturday. Now, were you in a blind, or were I was you in a tree stand? So you were yep. you stood in a was a ladder lock yep, on. I was in a uh, ladder stand. Okay, yeah, with the rail flipped, he, the deer came out first. It happened so quick; it was before five o'clock. I didn't even have my finger tab on. I didn't even have my release on my hand. I was right. playing on my phone probably. And I hear some <laughs> behind me, and it was two does ran behind me. I was man, they were close. I don't think about getting ready. And as soon as I turned back in the field, there he sits. And he was 11 yards the first time he came out. And I didn't have my finger tab on. I had my hat facing forward, which the brim gets in the way when you shoot the bow. I was like, man, I, don't, I got a lot of stuff to do and not that much time. Not ready for it. So I'm slowly spinning my hat around. And he's distracted with these other does running around. And two button bucks run through the woods. And they stop and they see him and they're having some deer discussion. I believe I, I, believe I would have shot a button buck with a recurve too. I don't know. If I saw the buttons... I, I'd have uh, to check no, up. I'd have to check up no once I was drawn. Once I was drawn, it, it would have been over. Right. But I saw the buttons on them, and they're having they were face to face. They're having some deer discussion, and it was good for me because it was distracting. And they right. wandered off in the woods. I'm like, man, he's gone. So I snuck my finger tab on real quick, and I threw my hat backwards. I got everything in position, and whatever their discussion was went south because all you heard was. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and the button buck, the smallest of the two, spit in the other five-pointer's face. It's mm. gone. Here comes the other one, walks over to him, they're sniffing each other. Same thing. Gone. I don't don't know what happened. And the, the deer I ended up shooting was as, as confused as I was, and he wanders back out. He was at 11. Now he's at 16. He takes another two, three steps. I said, that's close enough. And I didn't have to stop him. He was, was eating, I think it's soybeans in the field. He was eating. He looked up for just a second and looked away. And I said, "Hit now or never." Yeah. And once I let it go, I forgot to look. I mean, just like <laughs> blind. Right. But I saw the arrow hit him, and then I saw red, and then I saw the arrow go out the other side. It was like slow motion. I said, like, "I couldn't believe that I, I got. You got I can't believe I got a shot. Couldn't yeah. believe I hit him. Couldn't believe I got a pass through." And then he takes two, three steps, and I see more red. I'm like, "Oh my god! Hey, I think I, I, think I, I think I hit him." Yeah. And he ran out a couple yards hung a right and he's in a field almost you know, nine out of ten field shots they run back in the woods when you shoot them right this is the one of ten where he runs out and he's running running and he's getting slower and slower and so i'm like oh my god i think he's gonna stop and he st- and he didn't stop he just got lower in the beans boom all of his feet kick up and i all but dropped my bow <laughs> and excitement i'm telling you if you can if you can hear that was my heart man. Oh, I, I bet, was man. grabbing the rail and i was shaking so bad 
Mm. Like like somebody broke into your house and stole something shaking. Yeah, and right. I was I had probably twenty minutes. I could I could barely breathe. That's great, man. And it all happened so quick, and I was so fortunate that it happened early in my recurve hunting career because I most people and I tell everybody I know said I'm sure you'll miss the first five you shoot at. Or you won't get an opportunity to shoot one, you know, for 20 hunts or right. whatever it may be. I'm so beyond lucky to get that opportunity that quick and just well, and, fired you know, up. And getting a close shot opportunity is in itself another thing. Getting to, a deer inside of 20 you yards to, You twice. have to do your – Yes. You have to be in – you have to put yourself in that position. And I almost shot one the night before. I had a seven-pointer. He had five on one side and two on the other. Kind of funky-looking deer. He was 32 yards. And I, I had a good shot, but it was just farther than I wanted to shoot. Yeah. So I all but did it the first hunt. And then the second hunt, I'm I'm not even hunting. I'm just sitting in a tree. Right. I'm, I'm two hours before I expect to see a deer. And there, I'll just look down. There he is right in front of me. And I almost shot a raccoon that night, too. He was <laughs> he was before the deer. And I gave him a free pass. And I said, well, they don't bother me. So right. I gave him a free pass, and he must have been my good luck. Wow. Yeah. And I ran out of the tree. After I thought the deer had expired, I, I knew he was down. And when he was done, I ran over. I'm kicking and screaming. I'm sure the guy that farms that field is pissed off because I'm dragging this deer th- right through the middle of his field. I'm so excited. I've never <laughs> drug a deer that far without that stopping quick. that quick. <laughs> and I drug it almost to, back to my house, which is like 450 yards. I'm so pumped. I bet, man. Pumped. I called my dad. He was hunting a tree hunt. He said, I'm coming to get you. And he was fired up. That's fired awesome. up. I was shaking so bad. And so I how just you... gave a big buck speech before I went hunting like that day. I was like, we're only shooting nice deer. And I come back with this 25-inch get... five-pointer. We, so we had to call this one out, man. Sorry. I had to oh deal with the recurve. Oh, my God. I was so excited. Yeah. So, I mean, that, but that's that's part of that is you did it with a primitive weapon. Correct. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. you did it. Uh, I mean, it was it's it's diff- very highly sure. difficult to do that. And I, and I know my opportunity was greater than my skill. Sure. I have no issue admitting that because yeah. I, I know some people that are you might fantastic. miss the next five exactly. that you come across. Mm-hmm. You just I know don't some know, people man. that are fantastic recurve shots and a good customer of the store. He wants to do it his way. He wants to shoot one from the ground, right? And he wants to do it with his recurve before he kills another deer another way. And next is you have to shoot one from a horse, man, <laughs> while running. You yeah. got to chase one down in the field. I probably horse. haven't shot a hundred arrows since then. I'm so scared to death of that bow because I know some bad juju is floating around. It. I'm right. way too lucky too early. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, well, the same thing happened with my compound. Killed the first four deer I shot and then missed probably the next nine. Right. Yep. It's, it's, it's like it catching happens. a fish on the first cast. Exactly. You know, you're, you're done doomed. at that you're point. Just go home. Yeah. yeah. Well, how about you, Billy? I mean, you do you normally hunt much with your? You don't get an opportunity to hunt as much as you no, used to. But no. do you get to go with a recurve at all, or do you just traditionally shoot it? Uh, you know, as for fun. There's a new Billy Nykar coming out this September. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. no I mean, I, I've shot traditional, you know, for a good number of years, but I typically get a new compound bow every year, and then yeah. get sucked back into that world, sure. and then you know the traditional bows kind of take a, a back seat, and the tuning processes and this and that and the other getting to play with a new toy mm-hmm. so i have not uh felt comfortable enough prior to this year to actually hunt i mean i there have been plenty of times you know in february or march or april yeah i was good enough to hunt yeah but by the time october rolled around no yeah. because i'd put them down play with the new compounds and everything so you should take your uh, recur with you to on the on the elk hunt, that's man. what I'm doing. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's, that's the whole purpose. Billy uh, Gen two. That's the whole yeah. purpose. Okay. I haven't picked up a compound since October. 
Uh, this is news to me. Yeah, yeah. And no, this yeah. was supposed to be a surprise. And he's shooting oh, his new bow. Well, shooting it's the, not a surprise uh, anymore. Shooting yeah. the super bow. Yeah, yeah. So that is a, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. That's why he's shooting a monster that. arrow. Yeah, that's he's, why I've got he's going penetration. The new build it and everything all makes yeah. sense now. Right. I yeah. got it. Okay, yeah. so man, that is all right. I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty yeah. pumped up about that's that. That's the man. goal. I mean, I'm gonna be just like Andrew here. I don't care if it's a raghorn spike or a cow elk oh, I'm going out there inch, I could kill an shooting. elk yes. with a recurve yes. just within 25 yards it's going down <laughs> exactly yep. if, and yeah. if Todd yep. doesn't come correct you know we might have to snip I'm, him I might just slip one in underneath him <laughs> that's yeah. right yeah but uh, yeah so that's especially if he loses his truck keys in, exactly in, uh, in but he'll Mexico. lose something I guarantee oh yeah you. I won't something. lose him in the mountains I'll follow the trail as nonsense but but uh, <laughs> well so what have we missed have we uh, I mean I think we've covered good a good amount of info on the on the recurves. I mean, you know the anybody the, asking. I'm shooting a bear grizzly. You're shooting a bear grizzly, which which I will go out on record and say, in my opinion, is one of the best in the market right now for your dollar value. If mm-hmm. you want, if you want a good quality made in the USA bow, handmade, uh, not this you know take down overseas imports, which nothing against, which but, is I what mean, you're right. shooting. No, what are you talking about? <laughs> but um, coming this, at me. This but, is uh, my uncle's bow. It's fifty something years but, old, but they're made exactly the same today. Yeah, yeah, they, they are. They're, and they're, and you can get into yep. them for about four hundred, five hundred bucks. And you know, it's built to last. You know, in a world where a lot of your one piece handmade wooden recurves are, you can spend. You want to spend Schaefer money? Shoot, you can spend three, four grand on one. Sure. But I mean, if you're not into all the exotic, pretty woods and all this stuff, and you just want a good quality, functional bow, that is yep. that is the one I recommend to everybody. A that, simple. That, that, Bow quality bow. Fabulous bow. That Fiberglass bow will get you everything wood. you want. Yep. Yes, yeah, absolutely. You want to do. If I yeah. were to have bought it, I would have bought it 50 pound because I'm pulling one inch over and I would actually be drawing about 52, 53 pounds. And it right. depends on how you twist your string, right. set, your, set all your heights. So I'm pulling probably 48 out of this 45 pound bow. And okay. that, you know, you're going to bring me to a, a good solid point that we haven't touched on yet is yep. draw weight. And uh, most oftentimes, people have a tendency to overbow themselves Yeah. with a traditional bow. They get into one first time shooting and, uh, you know, like, oh, yeah, give me a 55 pounder. Well, that's, that's pretty stout to start with. You know, yeah. you, you can do yourself some service if you really want to get into it and get you a lesser expensive bow, 35, 40 pounds. And work get into it start right. because yeah, yeah it's mechanics the mechanics out. and the consistency are far more critical with traditional archery than it is with a compound. Yeah. You know, because you don't have all the added advantages of sights it's not going to stop at twenty nine inches. You have to stop right, it at twenty nine right. inches. So start off light and build up to it. You know, and and I think that could do you some major justice because mm-hmm. most people end up getting something that's too heavy for them yep you know and, and you know maybe it's better that people start and they learn on a recurve before they get into compounds because i mean maybe i, I mean mm. i don't know it's arguable if they, if but they, I mean, if they have the time to spare and they want to dedicate themselves to being an archer i would agree okay they want to learn how to shoot a bow the right way a bow right. Not a specific bow. Well, I mean, because it does, does, it, does it teach you better mechanics? Uh, I guess, to some it, to some degree. Teach you right. discipline. to some degree. Te- yeah, discipline. That's, that's more yeah. discipline. That's a good okay. word for it. That's yeah. good. Okay. The mechanics are different to some degree. The concepts are the same. Yeah. But a lot of muscle memory, a lot of seeing the same picture, a lot of good discipline. So where did you hold your? Where did you hold? Where's where? Where did so you I, point? Where did your arrow tip? Re- go yeah, back about rewind. eight minutes. Mm-hmm. My point on is 18 yards. Right. And this deer was 17. So okay. I put the tip of the arrow down. Right on it. Perfect. Okay. Moneymaker shot. Okay. So Billy's bow, 
with his configuration. That's important knowing that going into yes. hunting. Yes. Yeah. That's, so that's I why. knew at so I had a chart on my phone and then I slowly memorized it. At ten yards I could shoot instinctive to be in the same spot. You know, I'd have a baseball size group and a softball size group, but both of them are kill shots. And then when I started going twelve, fifteen, eighteen, twenty yards, I needed to know where I was in relation to the tip of the arrow. Right. Which is why I shot with a higher hold point. And I was using the tip of the arrow. It was called point-on shooting. So I knew at as long as my yardage was correct. So if I knew at 15 yards, I needed to hold under 6 inches. And at 18 yards, I'm point-on. At 20, I need to hold over 2 inches. And at 25, mm-hmm. I need to hold over 8 right. inches. So I'm holding under because I haven't quite met my flight at 15. I'm holding over at 20 because I've maxed out my flight. Gotcha. So my point-on is roughly where the bow is going to plane out. And that it just fit just right at in a good spot for me, you know, eighteen to twenty yards, but pretty much eighteen was on the on the money. And nice. I and I shot at ten, I shot at eleven, I shot at twelve, shot at thirteen. And I found out with the same hold, with a five shot group too, because it takes nothing to sling an arrow, and you know when mm-hmm. you pluck the string and it walks yep. to the side, you know what you did. Right. So you take your group and figure out which one's the best height, which one's the best distance. And uh, this same customer that Billy's. Billy's dealt with him a ton. I've dealt with him some. He gave me a lifetime lesson in about 20 minutes. Change this, move this, do this, try this. Talk to me in a week. I was rocking. Yeah. And the, the point on shooting, the instinctive shooting was good for me in about 15 and in. But anything over 16, 17 yards, I had to have some sort of reference. So I'm looking at the tip of the arrow. And my draw and everything is now muscle memory. So that's that part is instinctive. But the putting it on paper or putting it on the deer was a little bit of mechanical advantage using the, the tip of the arrow as my sight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd be surprised too how soon you or quick you'll Correct. catch on. With good advice, with you your, jump with right your, into it. With your instinctive shooting. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, some people just, I mean, there's only, there's obviously people that just aren't going to be good at it sure. unless mm-hmm. you explain it to them better. But some people are just instinctively very good some and it doesn't take long. Some people are instinctive, yeah. absolutely. You just don't know until you try it. Mm-hmm. So As long as you know your yardage, if you have a known distance – that's going to help you a ton with point on because now you can use your memory and right. you can use your instinctive knowledge. Uh, 20 yards, I'm drifting a little or I'm falling a little or I have a tendency to pull my shot the further I go. Right. Yep. As long as you know that going into it. So, Billy, what about availability right now? Um, mm. Recurves are just as bad as uh, compounds worse. right now? It's worse. worse. Yeah. Worse. Yeah. I mean, we've had some stuff on order since the first of the year that I haven't seen yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. Anybody out there that's interested in getting into it, whether it's compound or recurve, mm-hmm. you better start right yeah. now uh, because it's uh, it's it's before you know it, summer's over. It's going to be bow season, and um, you know, and you need to shoot almost every day with either to. either right. bow. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. If you're a new shooter, exactly. All right. Well, cool. Hey guys, appreciate it. Mm, thank Great you. Great episode today. Um, this was a very interesting topic. Uh, you know, I always. Uh, try to think of great informative things and interesting things and recurve bows have Mm -hmm. always been it's one of those things that i guess people kind of tend to forget about and there's a little fantasy with them because it's so hard and you see somebody and i'm not tooting my own horn but you see somebody that at least knows how to shoot one it's so foreign it's beyond anything you could ever fathom as a excellent compound shooter you pick up recurve and you'd hit the ceiling you hit the floor and you'd hit some guy over walking his dog you're all (laughs) over the place and then somebody like Billy, who will just consider him an average shot in both. He can kill a deer with a compound and kill a deer with a recurve. That other guy is looking at him like he just is made of gold. It's like it's so foreign. And then 
the opposite side is like people like my dad you know when those indians got guns they threw those bows in the fire right yeah. they, they, <laughs> that's it you yeah. know, i'm only moving forward right i'm gonna shoot a recurve until i can buy a compound I'm buy a compound until i can get a crossbow and then i'm gonna get a gun and then i'm gonna get a rifle you know it's, it's, so there's a little little attraction to how hard it is it's it's, yeah. it's extremely yeah. difficult it yeah. is that's um, that's the appeal to yeah, it, it that, and I i'm totally excited see about the billy's elk hunt i am too man yeah. i want to go film it's it. a big target it's there's a lot more room for error be, hopefully it's going to be close but a deer gets you rattled i can only imagine what a 10 yard screaming elk's going to do right yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so um uh, man thanks for sharing that with me i'm i didn't i had no idea yeah, that's mm-hmm. what, what the plan was that is uh, i'm i'm pretty pumped i'm i'm, I'm more pumped up than you are yeah. about yeah. this man it's, a, it's awesome exciting. man all right. Well, uh, thanks for listening today. Uh, be sure to check us out, greentophuntfish.com. Um, if you give us a listen on the uh, podcast, uh, follow us, um, like us, and uh, also don't forget to um, check out some of our other episodes. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Green Top Outdoors podcast. Hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors. It's not just a hobby. It's a lifestyle. Like and subscribe to the Green Top Outdoors podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and learn more about Green Top at greentophuntfish.com.